Hi, it's Jeff here. Just have a quick word before we start this bonus pod. It's our first opposition view pod for a while, and it just happens to be with two lads from a Welsh podcast just days after that BBC documentary about the terrible things that seem to be going on at the WRU. I hope that although I decided it was best we restrict our conversation to the subject matter of the upcoming rugby matches, it doesn't imply any of us want to trivialize these allegations. They're deplorable and certainly not something anyone wants to see in our sport. In fact, if anything, had we started a discussion on this, it's likely we'd never have gotten off it. So maybe I'll get the boys back on at a later date so we can harp on it then. Right, now on to the pause. Welcome to Harping on Rugby. My name is Jeff Pagano, and joining me to offer an opposition view ahead of not only Leinster's URC clash with Cardiff this coming weekend, but also the Six Nations opener in the Principality Stadium are two members of the excellent Welsh Regional Rugby Appreciation Pod, or RAP. A warm welcome to Lee Griffith and Reese John. Hello, gents. Hi, yeah. Uh, thanks for having us. Great to have you on. Well, listen, why don't we start? We'll, we'll go to yourself, Lee, and um, maybe you can just tell us a bit about the pod and uh, how you got started and how it's going for you. Uh, okay, well, we started, uh, this is literally our first season. We've only been going a couple of months. And it started because I was listening to a couple of Irish um, podcasts um, who were having a right pop at, at, at the Welsh. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, we're not having this. <laughs> don't train us. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> I don't think it was you. I think there was a couple of others and then they were they were having a go at Welsh rugby. And quite rightly, you know, we weren't uh, exactly performing well. And um, yeah, so I, I uh, first of all, I started a, a Scarlet uh, pod. I'm a, uh, involved in the Scarlet region. So started a Scarlet pod with a mate and I was listening to these Irish guys going on. And I thought, oh, you know, we, we've got to go back at these guys with something. Um, and uh, an old mate of mine, Carwin, who grew up literally we went to school together we played rugby together for the same teams and somehow he ended up supporting the Ospreys I, I, I think he had a, a mental health assessment for it <laughs> but I'm not 100% certain but he, he ended up supporting the Ospreys I ended up supporting the Scarlets so I got hold of him and I said you know Let's have a chat. And then he knew Reese, and then Reese is a Cardiff supporter. And we're like, all right, okay, Lou. So we got three of us together. And then we spent a couple of weeks trying to find <laughs> someone from the from the dragons to actually uh, stand up. But yeah, since since we we found Jamie, it's it's all been quite nice. It's it's a lot easier when we're not playing um derby matches. Derby matches tend to get a bit heated. <laughs> and um other than that, we just, you know, it's about talking about rugby. And yeah. there's so many distractions and so many other things that we could be talking about. But we always just come back to to rugby. And um, it's, it's enjoyable. It's yeah. just, we, we, we were trying to get to a stage where it's like four mates talking down a pub. And uh, and I think we're quite close to it. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I mean, it's great the way, um, I mean, like the rugby kind of gives you that kind of the rugby season gives you that flow. You've got last week's match to talk about and then you, you break that down. But as you move through the week, you start, you know, then a, a team gets selected. Then you can start talking about the next weekend and all that kind of stuff. And every week, all through the season, before you know it, I, I mean, I, I can't believe we're what, 20 weeks or something into the season yeah, already. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It really flies mm. by, you know, but uh, it's mad. But uh, yeah, no, that's it's 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 a great pod. And like I said, the, the, I put the link in the program notes and uh, be sure everyone uh, checks it out. So listen, what we have you on to talk about, uh, lads, is obviously the um, you know the 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 Welsh reasons how they've been doing this season. We're going to talk about the the team Leinster and Ireland are going to be playing later on, but uh, we'll start with the we'll go around the the 
the, the other regions first. Maybe so. Lee, start with yourself with the um, your the Scarlets and uh, just you know how have they been getting on this season so far? Bloody awful! It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's been a hard watch because we've been playing some some really good rugby. Yeah. Um, it was the first season where Drain Peels really had his feet under the table and has been able to to kind of get things put in place, sort of a thing. Um, I, and he's been kind of restricted by during COVID, everybody's contracts got extended, so there was no big clear out when he came in and things like this. And it was difficult, he was getting the right coaches in place and stuff. So it, it was a bit of a faltering start of the season before. And then we, we started this season, we started against the Ospreys in a game that we should have won. And it, it's, it kind of it felt a bit, you know, we're going somewhere. Then we we played Ulster, we played some really good rugby, but we kept losing. And then we kept losing and we were playing this really good rugby and then we're losing. And then we started playing rubbish rugby and then we kept losing again. So neither, neither really, neither the way of playing was working for us. But since we went to South Africa... Um, just before the European bits, before Christmas, something seems to have clicked. It, it's I think Lee Blackett came in from Wasps, and that that kind of fixed some of the issues that we had. And because up to then, Dwayne Peel was was doing a lot of the coaching. You know, the attack coaching and the backs coaching was all him. So it's kind of given him the freedom to just sit back a bit and coach the whole thing if you like and and lead back it brought with him a lot of experience and i think it's starting to show now brought in a new defense coach and that's starting to kind of kick in so it's it's taken a while it's been a stuttering start but we've won five of the last six games i think it is um and the only one that we we didn't win was the ospreys which of all the games that you you want to win that's that's the one but you know it's it's going well so far um Bulls this weekend is is probably the the first big challenge on on this kind of positivity run. Well, I mean, in terms of uh, what, what's coming up, I mean, you 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 um, you've got a game against what is it home to Breve now in the um, in the Challenge yeah. Cup. I mean, do, 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 if you've coming into form now and you've got that on the horizon, obviously we all have to wait and see who comes back from uh, the Six Nations or whatever. But still, I mean, that's that's still something that can be built on. Yeah, and um, we've kind of been lucky with the Six Nations because we've only lost four, play- five yeah. players, I think it is. So, you know, we we haven't been hammered like the Ospreys. Ospreys have lost 14, 14. players. Yeah. 14, in it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've escaped rather well with it. So there's an, there is an opportunity to kind of build a bit of momentum now going into those European games. Our, our season now is based on those European games. Yeah. You know, we're not going to... Uh, hit the top half of the table, so it is just about you know building that positivity for next season, bringing young players through, and trying to do something in Europe. So, yeah, and it'll be nice to have a couple of European games at home again because we missed them. Okay, well, let's look at the other the other teams as well. I mean, I know that uh, you've got. To, well, we'll move on to the Dragons now, I suppose. Um, uh, now I know Jamie does them, but uh, maybe maybe Reese. You talk talk a little about how how they won't like that. But <laughs> again, but <laughs> I thought I'd pass that over to yourself. And see what, um, yeah, what, so, would, what would Jamie say? I think um, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so the, the dragons are aside, like I think both the Australian sides, Cardiff and the dragons, have incrementally, season upon season, improved uh, in a number of different areas. Uh, the, the dragons have always fallen down, uh, like like later on in games, got run ragged um, and stuff like that. And that's why uh, uh, Jamie says Cardiff always um, always pips them right at the end, like and stuff like that, you know. So uh, that loss of concentration that maybe uh, has improved exponentially sort of this season. Um, they brought in um, players like uh, Bradley Roberts, who's been uh, really good. You've got Rio Dyer on the wing. Um, Ashton Hewitt recruited very well, uh, bringing in the centre from the Scarlets uh, as Steph Hughes. Uh, uh, well, he would be a real great pickup for them sort of thing because he's a very sort of classy operator in the midfield there that, that seems to have a lot of time on the ball and chooses, uh, has got a lot to his game, has got a long pass, uh, can take the ball up if he needs to and a bit of pace to him sort of thing, can read a game. Um, and the pack have started to, to fire. It's great to see, you know, special mention to Leon Brown coming back into the fold now. Um, and even though they lost the game, um, seeing him come out looking like looking like a number three, looking like he's got a bit of muscle behind him now. So so that's great going into the Welsh squad. Um, so yeah, so so good recruitment. And and you have to mention Di Flanagan as well, the coach. I think. Um, after you know they started to struggle under the last uh, regime, although we did start to bring in certain things uh, that improved the dragons, but I th- I think Di Flanagan's just got a, a lovely sort of man management way about him. He plays a nice brand of rugby, uh, an intelligent and a sort of simple brand of rugby as well, sort of thing that suits the dragons game. As I say, incrementally, season upon season, getting better. I'm going to say very similar things about that. Tip, but it's just. <laughs> It's just trying to find that finished package, isn't it? That's yeah. it. That's it. Well, I mean, before yeah, before we get to Cardiff, maybe we'll go to yourself, Lee, about the Ospreys. Um, I mean, they're they're on a they're on a good run at the moment. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing to want to be talking about. But um, I mean, from from Leinster's point of view, I I always I always say that Leinster Ospreys kind of when the Celtic League first formed, that would that became the first real organic kind of rivalry uh, across borders kind of thing. Um, we had those two finals. Um, in the RDS that I, I'm still haunted by um, uh, back, back 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 in the last decade, whatever. But uh, they 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 didn't start the season so well. But I mean, they they do have a great squad um, altogether. They have people coming back from injury and stuff, and they put together a great run around Christmas. And uh, now they're you know they're in the last sixteen in Europe. What, what's the talk on the pod about how they're doing? See, this is going to kill me now because I'm going to have to be positive <laughs> about the Ospreys. Carwin's going to be loving this. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Osprey's kind of struggled at the start of the season, just kind of getting 15 players to play together and function together. And they they kind of built their game around their pack and a, and a very strong, direct running kind of game. Um, you know, the, you're not going to see a lot of, of wide open play on the wings from, from the Ospreys. You're not going to see a lot of turnover ball being run from your own 22. It's, it's proper old school kind of um, hard rugby. And and it suits the players they've got. You know, they've got some big, hefty players, you know, Jack Morgan. In fact, the, the whole of their back row, they've got probably seven or eight players in that back row who are of an international standard. Um and Jack Morgan that they stole from the the Scarlets, um, and we taught him everything that he knows. <laughs> um, but you know he's having an amazing season, and and he has been he's been an outstanding player since he was like eighteen, nineteen. Um, 
and he's re- he's he's bulked up. His fitness is has gone up another level. We just didn't think it was possible, and he is just everywhere. And I think he's kind of um, when you get somebody that young in the side, kind of leading from the front, like the the rest of the pack is kind of galvanised around that. Um, and then they've got some, you know, the, the one area in Wales that we we've always struggled with is is the front row and well props just having big hefty props who can do a little bit more than scrimmage and we've got some fantastic props around the pitch and I think what the Ospreys have developed is is a couple of, of proper scrummages a couple of boys who can do the work in around the tight and Leinster and fans know this very well <laughs> yeah well I think it was the only time I've seen a, a Leinster strum find the reverse gear you know, yeah, and, and and as a Welshman, that was an absolute pleasure to watch. That was just, right. We rewind and play and rewind and play. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, because you just don't see that very often. And you've got to be fair to the Ospreys. Say so they're not playing fantastic, you know, exciting rugby, but they're playing really effective rugby. And sometimes you've got to start with that and then build into something. You know, put layers on top. Um, I, I think Owen, uh, Owen Williams coming in at 10. So he got released when Worcester went pop. Uh, and he's come home. He's another Scarlet player as well. So he's come in and he's really kind of led. The, the, they had a young player called Jack Walsh who came from Exeter. And he's a fantastic prospect. And is probably the more exciting player to watch. But Owen Williams just kind of controls the game really well. He brings, you know, some hard running centres in, particularly Kieran Williams. He, he he plays Kieran Williams on a really flat ball, and and he just goes go run at a brick wall, son, and bang, you know, he's he's there. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of positivity around the Ospreys at the minute, um, particularly you know beating some of the people that they just beaten in in Europe, you know, Montpellier and, and Leicester, and you know, start of the season, they wouldn't have even been close. They, mm. they wouldn't have been anywhere near where, where they are now. So there's been some real serious improvements in the pack. Um, I, and it's weird things. It's like watching Alan Wynne-Jones, you know, giving offloads. You know, somebody that, that we just assumed, we were talking at, at the start of the year when we did a pre-season, you know, preview. And we weren't really sure if Alan Wynne-Jones is even going to feature. You know, it's, it's maybe time to... You'll find him a wheelchair and tuck him in the corner, sort of thing. Much pasture, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's kind of found that spark again, and seeing him, you know, trying to come through people and and offload. And you like, why hadn't why wouldn't he doing that five years ago when we were in hmm. uh, in a World Cup semi final? <laughs> you know, that would have been the time to to work out how to offload. But yeah, uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, you know, Ospreys are, are probably the the best region in Wales, uh, undeservedly so entirely. But you know they mm. are the, the the best region in Wales at the minute. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I won't ask you to say it again. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're Thanks for not letting me say it. <laughs> okay, so listen, that, that's brilliant. Let's move on. Let's move on to Cardiff, who are, who are coming to Dublin this this weekend. Um, yeah. So Reese, like you know, they 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 
I think they they started. They they had a good start to the season. Yeah, they had a few, few wins at yeah. the start. Yeah, and um, how how how's it been going overall? And what's the squad looking like? Um, we've lost uh, eight players uh, to uh, to the the Welsh squad now, sort of thing. So it's, it's a couple of our like proper movers and shakers, but we've been left with you know some people. I don't think they are important to Cardiff, but we'll never get in in that squad. Um, I I think that we've had a very We've had a purple patch this season uh, where we've taken out sides and Lee will smile when I mention Jacks in uh, in in, um, in South Africa. But I think I lost my voice and I couldn't believe what I was watching. We nailed, we nailed them and I might have mentioned it on the pod a few times. But it's been a, it's, it's been a very hot and cold season. I think when we start to really improve, uh, sorry to mention it, but like was a way win to the Scarlets. I thought after that, I, thought, I think we, me and Lee can both agree it was a terrible game uh, uh, where two sides were really, really, you know, quite poor, but we came out just about on top. And since then, we've been improving, improving. We still lost games maybe uh, we should have had. We've, we we beat the Stormers uh, at home. We've beaten the Sharks away. Um, we've, you know, absolutely battered Breve and Newcastle in Europe. Um, <clears throat> And we've got some really good results, and and um, some of our players all seem to sort of hit hit form at the same time. You know, special mention to uh, uh, Thomas uh, Young, um, Dai Youngson uh, on the flank there, sort of thing. Really unlucky to get that injury just before the squad. Um, you know, with all the the wealth of back row Wales has, I think he was somebody that you know could have uh, uh, made a start, you know, um, or at least been on the bench. Um, I think. That uh, through necessity, and you can't you can't help but mention governance sometimes, like isn't it? With when you're talking about the yeah, rugby, um, just with the the contractual uh, situation that we have in Wales at the moment, where we you know you know players are leaving because we don't have contracts, that necessitates us using our academies, and and um, I think what a Cardiff strength this year, we've unearthed some very very decent and talented young people, like you know, so Max Llewellyn, who's unfortunately leaving for that same reason. At the end of the is a big, um, big uh, centre that can run, you know, fairly fast. And that's uh, Gareth Llewellyn's uh, son, uh, was the the old uh, Welsh lock and Neath lock. Um, we've unearthed other Mason Grady was in the squad at the moment. Another big centre, uh, Theo Cabango, uh, lightning quick winger, if, if a little small. Uh, and in the in the pack. Um, Teddy Williams has been a real find, a real diamond for us, a real young second row who's in the Welsh squad at the moment. He's uh, very athletic, uh, good in the line-out um, and real grunt about him, like will throw himself about the pitch already. Um, and even Daniel, who's a hooker, only 2021, but he's been coming on for my hill in our game sort of thing. And there hasn't been, well... There's been an improvement probably in the line of throwing, but um, around the pitch, there's been a you know a, a, a real good energy sort of thing. So I think that's po- uh, possibly like all, all that clicking. Um, our set piece has improved, although our line out's got a long way to go. Um, and I think that's that's where it's come from. We've always had talented players. We've got two two outside halves that can sort of play very different games. You know, like the sort of uh, approach that Wales took uh, when it was Gareth Anscombe and Bigger coming on. We had um, uh, Priestland and Jared Evans. So Priestland could very much, I, I'm sure you, you're very aware of him, as a very, very aware. Uh, big uh, you know, uh, controller of a game, that that um, 50-22 um, yeah. kick mm. against Breve. I, oh, my God. <laughs> that was just uh, 
next level. Um, and you can do stuff like that and, and bring a back line into a game. And you've got Jared Evans, who's your more like you're not sure what he's going to do. Um, sometimes to our detriment, but oh, very we often. know all about Jared Evans, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And 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 what's changed about Gareth uh, Jared Evans' his game is um, he's always been a, a great field player sort of thing. You don't know what he's going to do. He'll offload here. He'll you know he'll take it on himself. But he's always falling down with his kicking, and that's really tightened up. That's really improved. Yeah, and I mean, just to bring up that game, that that game in Cardiff last season. I mean, what I I mean from the last just, kick of the just, game. <laughs> yeah, but even no, but even during the game, um, yeah. the way he didn't, he he found a way to to get at Leinster. He changed it up. He went he went to yeah. the kicks over the top and stuff. And he was like um, Leinster, were kind of had this reputation just rolling <laughs> over teams and rolling over teams. And I was like, you you want teams to 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 try something and do something different and mix it up and and he got the he got the reward and more teams are are, are starting to do that as well now so it's it, it's 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 good mm. to see and in terms of the, the 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 kind of team you'll have this weekend is it is it totally do do any players get allowed back from camp for the regions this weekend or what what way does no it work? I don't think so no, um, they're all done. Uh, yes but we you know we got some very able also deputy like uh, for Thomas Williams a scrum half we'll have Lloyd Williams coming in who's a very able operator. Um, we probably you know uh, present at ten. Um, you know, uh, we got uh, some. We got then some uh, bit bear then coming out into the midfield. The pack, you know, that 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 looks okay, sort of thing. We got um, hopefully got our hit returning, I believe, uh, but I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a it, little bit depleted in important places, but um, you know, we, we we can field a team that can cause side problems still. Um, yeah. The worry is with Cardiff, and the same goes for I think all Welsh sides. Is we've all got a very good fifteen, but once you crack below that fifteen, things start to get a bit sketchy. And I think that goes for the regions and the national side. Yeah, and just in terms of like maybe Cardiff's goals for this season, um, I mean, you know, you're still in still in definitely the playoff picture in the URC, um, but there's only like what six games to go. I think you you play Mm. you play twelve, so that so the games are starting to run out, and uh, you've also got a home game against Sale Sharks. Uh, coming up in yep. the uh, in Europe as well, so that you know that's a, that's you you want those home games in in those rounds. So there's stuff to look for. So what kind of what kind of uh, aims and goals do you, do you really be pushing for that um, pushing to move up the URC? Well, and you need something out of Dublin. Then. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We need something out of Dublin. Like I, I was re- I was reading in the Irish Independence um, that uh, was it is it, is it uh, like of uh, twenty odd players that um, Le- Leinster have lost to the national side, uh, and one of the players uh, was saying like you know how empty the hall seems, and I I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it that you know the, 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 well, it's the, now. the level of squad. Reese yeah. Rudd himself will fill that. Yeah, hole, yeah, exactly. it, you know. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I think we just got to go for it. I think um, uh, uh, Di Young will be looking at both. You know. We've got to the knockout stages now of Europe, so we've got to take that seriously. We can't just, you know, uh, you know, uh, let that chance go. Um, and in Europe, we just got to, we just got to front up. We got to go because if you are going to get anywhere, you have got to take on the sides like Leinster. Um, I'm very happy that you are depleted, but we are depleted in some key areas. Um, and then, yeah, let's just see. I think you know. It's an obvious, it's a cliche, isn't it? But our packs really got to sort of front up and and really drive into you. And you know, um, but I think I think we'll fight it on two fronts. To be honest, I don't think he'll let either go. Right, we'll move on to the test 
a rugby now, of course, the sixth the following week, we go into the six nations. They call it Sixmas, uh, the first first day of the first day of the six nations. And of course, the first game, which seems to happen every year. I don't know why they, they just do it this way. Wales, Ireland always seems to kick off the competition, but no, no better, no better matchup and to have it in Cardiff. I mean, the we're, we're always saying um, it doesn't matter what is happening in Welsh rugby, what's happening with the regions or what's happening anywhere. Um, you go into a six nations and. You, you wouldn't surprise if, if Wales did a slam or won the championship or whatever, because they've got the, like you say, they do have a key amount of players and uh, they, 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 they can do it. But the one thing you, you had your pod um, when the squad was released. And so we'll go to yourself, Reese, for this, because you weren't part of that pod. The three points I got, but you can maybe expand on them and give me some others. It was a surprise about Nikki Smith being left out of the team, being left out of the squad altogether, which surprised me too, I have to say. It seems to be, they seem to think that um, the squad looks like you're going to maybe play more of a 10-man game um, in the Six Nations, the way it's set up. And then, but but ultimately, in Gatlin, we trust seemed to be the the overall, the theme uh, coming from it. So so what, what do you think of all that? I think what Gatlin's very good at is in a short space of time, uh, taking a disparate parts, putting them together and making something of it. When he first came on the scene, we went and beat England over in um, uh, Twickenham for the first time in 20 years sort of thing. That's why he's a very good uh, Lions coach and you know one of the most successful Lions coaches. And I think that's why he's been brought back, isn't it? We're this close out of a World Cup. Uh, we had the Six Nations on the horizon. We, we had a, a, a very difficult year with, with uh, some notable exceptions, you know, the win in South Africa and, and, and so forth. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you'll get a very sort of uh, pack, uh, Lee might disagree with you, I don't know, but a very pack-orientated game that, that sort of uh, earn, earn um, the right to go wide. Um, uh, what I like about um, the squad uh, is he's... He's brought in some really exciting young talents and some old heads as well. And I wonder some of those old heads might just be, you know, for the whole campaign with uh, injuries permitting, holding tackle bags, you know, and giving over their knowledge and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be a very um, structured game for sure. Absolutely. Like, I don't think we, we can. He's got such a short turnaround to put a system in place. I think he's got to keep some of the system that was there last year, the bits that were working. Um and just in- increment it with uh, some stability and some good decision making. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Lee, what kind of um, what kind of halfback uh, combinations do you think he'll be he'll be going for? Uh, I think, like you say, it's, it's going to be a, a kick chase kind of game and, and, and put pressure on people from from that point of view. So, whichever combination he goes for. You know, we've we've chosen three kicking nines and three kicking tens. You know, we we don't have the likes of um, Sam Costello or um, what's your boy again, Jared. Jared. Oh, asked him, yeah, <laughs> keep forgetting him. <laughs> um, no, so we we don't have those creative players in in that squad. So you know, as much as we might want to go, you know, we, we we've got probably the best back three in, in terms of Rio Dyer, uh, Louis Resamit. And Liam Williams, and you take Liam Williams out, and you put half penny in to slot a few kicks over. So you know, we, we've got some real pace and power and creativity in there, but it, the ball's just not gonna. It's not gonna get out, um, and that's a bit disappointing because we're going right. We're not even going back to the end of of the last reign. You know, we're going back to the middle of of we 
what we called Warren Ball, you know, where mm-hmm. Warren Ball was getting a lot of criticism where it's, you know, it, the whole, um, there was an interview at the time with, with Rob Howley and it was like, so what, what are the tactics? What are the, what do we do? Oh, we need to hold on to the ball for at least two minutes and then kick it back to them and put pressure on them. And this is our attack coach. I mean, like, well, kicking the ball back to the opposition, that's that's not an attacking kind of mindset, you know? Yeah. And I just worry that we've gone back to that that way of uh, of attacking. Um, we, when we brought Sean Edwards in, there was a definite change in the defensive system, but we still had games where that defence leaked. So, you know, it's all well and good looking back on what Gatlin did previously with rose-tinted glasses, you know, and remembering, you know, we were world number one and semi-final. But there, there were bits in between there where we were shocking as well. So it's uh, it's going to be difficult. It's, I, I, I've not got the positivity that the other guys have got. I, I genuinely haven't. It's, And I think it's because I, I can't see a... Um, for Gatland, there's, there's no win in this. You know, he he's taken us to two World Cup semi-finals. So if he doesn't take us to a final now, well, he wasn't as good as before. Do you know what I mean? World if, Cup if we... semi-finals? Do they have them? We get to these quarterfinals, and I was like, "That's uh, that, that's it." Like you know, well, now we'll send you a postcard next yeah, time yeah, we get yeah. to one. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But. No, um, yeah, no, that's that's no, it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, he he's he's always had a, a certain style. Um, but the 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 other the other thing I, I suppose you have to ask about the squad is is the back row. Um, I mean, Ireland, we've been talking about uh, all the, the the different options we've had, and uh, with Leinster and Ireland, and and you know the, the 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 different options we have. But I think they're trying to. It's it's one thing you might you might have a dearth of talents. But it's finding the balance that, that that's one area of the game where you really need to have the right balance of the three players. It's not just it's no good just putting the three best in. They 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 have to have the right mix. Uh, how how are like um, maybe Reese? How how do you think um, Warren's going to be set up there? Uh, for me, it is I I, I can't see anything past um, uh, you got off Falato uh, at number eight. He's just miles ahead of anybody else uh, in that position. I think in the championship, but I know it might be a bit one eyed, but. Um, and then you've got to have Jack Morgan, I think, at six. And then you've got to have Tips, uh, Tipperick at seven, sort of thing. And I, and I think that is a fairly well-balanced uh, back row. You've got a very intelligent number eight that can that can charge the ball up, but also sort of put a dancing feet and a pace to him as well and is aggressive in defence. You've got Jack Morgan, who's great, uh, and Tips, who are great uh, at the breakdown. Uh, Jack Morgan's proven, you know, he was one of the, the standout players in games we were all very miserable about, you know, uh, last year uh, as a ball carrier, you know, bumping, you know, big players off him and stuff like that. Um, so f- for me, it chooses itself. I think that's the the back row for Wales. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, uh, I disagree. Yeah, I'd, yeah I'd, for me, Tipperick isn't the player to have in there. He's, he's had a couple of decent games from the Ospreys and you know, a lot of people are putting, uh, uh, you know, say, oh, look at that kick against um, uh, Leicester or Montpellier, whichever one it was. Um, well, actually, that try was 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 made by the winger and dancing, and it, it wasn't necessarily Tipperick being amazing. And 
when you put him in a Welsh shirt, it's the last five, six games he's had for Wales, he's been poor. He's been really, really in the poor. autumn. He's been poor, but I think he'd been out of shape as well, sort of thing. And you know, you know, against us uh, when uh, um, you know, in some of the games I've seen the Ospreys play, you know, not just that one, but uh, I think he's been sharp. Well, see, I I put Rethel in a Harry uh, yeah, every yeah. time just because he's more he's more aggressive, he's more direct, and when you play, you know, Jack Morgan's a seven, but playing two sevens on the pitch, I think that's the way Wales need to go. Um, and and I think when you add in the likes of of Faletau, you do get a nice balance. Then I think the bit that we're missing is a big, hefty ball carrying number eight because Faletau's great at, at creating a space and you know getting out of danger and this that and the other. But having somebody that will just take the ball at under mile an hour and and go for it sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, Moriarty, Morgan Morris, you know, the, those kind of players. But, you know, you, you can't leave Faletau out. So it does leave you then going, right, well, who's our who's our big ball carriers? And that puts a lot of pressure on the second row. So I think that's kind of where the back row kind of creates a problem in the second row. In that sense, it puts a lot of pressure on those boys in the second row that they've got to be the big, heavy ball carriers because... Again, our props are just not big enough to to do that. Ken Owens isn't big enough to do it, but he's like a kind he, of he'll do it. He, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll just fire him anyway. Yeah. yeah. So you what, know, what I will say about Falatov, you know, I, I get what you mean. He's not he's not the biggest number eight, but what we, what he will do because of his uh, quick feet and things like that is you know while Morgan Morris and Moriarty will just take that line and hit towards ever in front of him. Um, uh, Falatau will choose the bit in between the the shoulders, won't he? Like yeah. you know, stuff like that, yeah. and make the most of of the space that he's given. Which you know, is why you can't leave him out. Player, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can't leave him out because he does find that it just it creates issues then in in other players. It's a bit. I was, I was listening to um, uh, I can't remember which one it was. Um, my wife gets really wound up when I listen to podcasts, so <laughs> they all kind of blend into one. But they were saying that you know Tad Burn. Um, it shouldn't be second row, uh, mm. for and and would he is he big enough to play number six? And I'm like, oh, do you know what, boys? If if you don't want him, just just send him back over the water because <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find a way of getting him in. <laughs> but that's, right that, that's that's my thing. He's the kind of player that um, we 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 had a we had a phase there for Ireland where he wasn't in the main fifteen, but you someone would always be injured, whether it was in the second row and it was the back row, there'd be an injury there. And he was always, whatever position it was, he was the guy who, I mean, because he went to those key turnovers as well. And, uh, and it's just, he's just, he's that kind of player. You just, you just want him out there. Just get, if there has to be scrum half, just get him out there. And just, put and, him out there. And just yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's that kind of, he's, he's that kind of player. All right. But, um, yeah. and in terms of, um, and then that just leaves. We're talking about Nicky Smith in the front row. I mean, do you think? Do you think he has a? I mean, you got Ken Owens. He's the captain, obviously. But in terms terms of your prop setup, what, what way do you think that's going to go? Um, I mean, I, I'm going to sound like I'm one eyed now, Lee. All right, so uh, but I but I think uh, Carey deserves uh, Reese Carey deserves a go um, because just uh, you talk about ball carrying ability, and he's been a good scrummager for Cardiff this season. We were shocked when. Almost like shocked and delighted when he was left out to the the autumn squad because we still had a you know a very effective prop and some of our when we get like penalties close by now we don't go for scrummages and stuff like that we um we, we might go for a 
you know, a tap and go, set it up, and then he comes crashing right close to the line sort of thing. And he scored, I think, about four or five tries um, just from that distance sort of thing. So on a short ball, he's devastating. He's, you know, and he's good round the park. He'll hit every rock and ball you give him, and he's a good scrimmager. So for my my number one would be, be scary. Mm. And reasons. then I think you, you've got to have Thomas Francis in there as well, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to. And I think this is the problem in Wales, is we don't have the kind of competition in for the front row that other countries have. You know, we're, no. we're genuinely scraping around like me and Reese came in for a lot of criticism because we didn't put a full number of props into our squad um but then on our <laughs> the pod that that went with it that kind of like read the read this but listen to the pod but we both said that you know we don't have enough quality and depth in certain positions and it really it, it really gives us a nasty feeling every now and again so with Leon Brown has been selected for for the Welsh squad before he's played a game for the Dragons this mm. year. And, you know, when he's been injured, 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 nobody's seen him. And then he comes straight back into the into the Welsh squad because and Dylan and, Lewis as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but we don't have the the amount of competition and depth in those positions that we perhaps should have you know, in, in years gone by we used to breed fat boys uh, you know like apples on a tree but mm. the old health and fitness thing we, we can't find any fat boys to play in the front row anymore so <laughs> yeah that's it okay well listen I suppose the last question is uh, just basically uh, looking at the the competition as a whole like what what, what would you consider a, a good six nations I suppose <laughs> go on Reece <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, 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 anything's an improvement on what we just went through in the autumn, I think. Like, I just like to see a very competitive Wales, um, you know, and not slipping on banana skins, you know, going, you know, doing, doing, you know, it's going to be something like a cliche now, like, but doing the basics right and yeah. stuff like that, something we haven't done before. Uh, you know, our set pieces let us down. We've made silly mistakes. We've dropped balls and stuff like that. So all of that going well. But yeah, a couple, uh, maybe, um, I think three victories. And I'd be, I'd be happy. I think, yeah. Well, so I think Italy, it's in this as well. Italy, Scotland, and who? Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great Six Nations. <laughs> okay. England, yeah. Well, that's great. No, listen, both games, both games do promise to be good. Uh, I mean, the thing with Leinster and Ireland, I've been trying to focus. I think on. Um, on starting the games really well, getting getting on the front foot in the first ten minutes, and you they 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 seem like hell bent on scoring in the first five minutes, and they they're actually seem devastated if they're not. So obviously teams are going to respond to that. So it'd be interesting to see the start of those matches, especially um, in the principality. That game that it, it's. I'm expecting kind of a cup final atmosphere at the start of that. It always is when it's the first game, Six Nations, and every every trophy available is still on the line. So um, it, it, it should be two really good contests. I'm really looking forward to it. So listen, uh, so we're going to leave it there. Listen, thanks a million for yeah. coming on. As, as, it, as I say, everyone, check out their pod. It's called the Welsh Regional Rugby Appreciation Pod, or RAP with two R's. Uh, thanks again to Ian Reese for joining us, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. All the best, mate. Cheers. Cheers. All the best. Thank you.
Well, that's it for now. Stay tuned to www.harpenonrugby.com during the week for all our regular features. And of course, we'll be giving Saturday's match the full Harpen treatment with pods before and after, as well as a whole lot in between. And also very soon, we'll be announcing full details of our Guinness Pine Predictor competition. And you can start getting ready for that by downloading the Fanzo app. So be sure you're following any or all of our social media channels. The links are in the program notes. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slan.